0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Monday Movie Talk Movie Podcast with me and EX13, where we talk about uh, the newest r- releases and streaming and theatrical films that came out the past week or within the last couple weeks. And it depends on what's going on and what's coming out. Uh, let's just hop right into it. I think uh, the one big one, I guess, that came out this week. Uh that there's an in, in theaters on HBO Max HBO Max is James Wan's new film Malignant EX13. Yeah, I'm, I'm a i I'm assuming a bit here, but uh you you watched Malignant besides me?
1: Yeah, I watched Malignant.
0: Okay. What I'm curious to see what you think about Malignant because I'm seeing kind of mixed reactions. Some people seem to think it's not that great overall. And then some people uh, liked it overall, and then some people are like, "I I didn't like the first third of it, but once it gets into the latter half and the final third, it's great. It's worth it." So, where where do you reside on this whole spectrum?
1: Um, I definitely see all sides of it. Mm-hmm. I I think that it's it's one of those movies where. As you're watching it, you go, uh, this is, this is okay. For like most of the movie this is, it's enough to keep you interested. It's there's, it's a little slow, a little bit of a too much between beats of events happening. Um, but it has the events that do happen are so out there and so different than things that we've seen before for the most part. Uh, And just, it just makes it really, it's a really memorable movie. And I think when you go back and think about it, you'll kind of forget all the slow parts and just remember the good stuff. And so you'll look back fondly on it more than you would if you were like actually critiquing, Every single piece of the film, so it's 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 one of those movies that's it's, it's better in hindsight when you go back and you go, oh yeah, they did that and they did that, and it's definitely worth watching because of the things that they do, and you just there's just scenes in it where you just you're not gonna forget it because uh, it's just it's just so out there and so well done, um, and you know the it's it's something that only James Wan could do. It seems like he's starting to um, take the experience from Aquaman and apply it to his horror experience um, because of some of the crazy stuff that happens in it. Uh, But I really think that it's worth watching just because it's such a conversation piece and it's just so uh, memorable. But yeah, for, I would I would say for the most part I'd give it like a, I would definitely give it a high score like not like amazing, but it was definitely pretty good. Um I really liked I even liked some of the things that happened in the beginning. Um there's a plot twist in it that's pretty significant and I did kind of have a problem with the plot twist because I don't know if I'd say I have a problem with it, but it just was very—I don't know about it. it. Was it was the writing was on the wall? There are definitely hints, like um, the opening scene and then the title of the movie. I kind of was able to easily figure out what was going on. I didn't 100% know exactly what it was, um, but. I was pretty close and I had the like exact theory of what happened, but it wasn't what I was, it wasn't my main theory, but it it was definitely like you were, you were able to figure it out based on what they gave you. And that's part of the fun in it. Like they, they give you enough information. Well, they they keep you hooked with this mystery kind of like what's going on. What does this mean? And, um, Just, like, having that going on in the background on top of the horror Mm. uh, really adds to it and made it an overall good movie on top of the crazy. That's what makes it good or, like, at least okay before the last act. And the last act is what kind of sets it over the top to be a pretty good movie and rememberable. But, yeah, that's... That's uh, what I think of it.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh... Yeah, it's... I think I'm in that boat with people who say, like, the beginning's, like, okay, but really, later on, once it picks up, it's kind of worth trudging through. Because in the beginning, the, uh, you know, the main actress, I remember seeing her and other stuff, and she's good, but it's just, like, sometimes some of the dialogue line delivery was a little almost too cheesy. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know how this is going, but uh as you said it's one of those things like too it's you gotta if you haven't you just gotta watch it if you guys haven't seen yet just watch experience it for yourself because it's best going in not knowing anything uh and it change it's weird like i have a way to describe it but i don't want to spoil it necessarily where it's it's especially the last third of it it almost changes into a different genre in the sort of way which makes it interesting Um, I think the way some of the stuff was done with the effects and all that were kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, it has, you know, because James Wan, what he tends to do, uh, you know, not exclusively Aquaman, but at least his horror film specifically, is he makes, like, a good horror movie that spins off into a franchise, usually, because it's popular, with sequels that are sometimes good sometimes not so much sometimes a little bit in between it all really depends on your kind of personal opinion like for me like he helped start the Saul movies and that's my favorite franchise yeah they get kind of dumb and silly but I, I love all of them even the really like at worst it's still entertaining to me and you know he's still executive producer and all this stuff too like even Spiral and then he also started Insidious uh, which is starting off another franchise and that's going to come out with a new uh entry soon as well which I'm going to be curious about especially since Patrick Wilson's help like I think they're co-directing it I think is how it works but it's going to be interesting uh but I can see where the way this ends there could be I, there could be a sequel cuz in a way okay I'll say this that's what, in a way it's well here's here's, it be seen here's what as I an origin story sort of I think. yeah uh,
1: do what I'm what I was kind of thinking and I don't want to give away too much like you said mm-hmm. is do you think this is the beginning of a new shared universe
0: I mean maybe I mean there's there's de- I mean they definitely I felt like this one even more than his other franchise films that he you know because like when he started like he started. With both these, like, Insidious and Saw, with the tension, I think it was just... Just kind of, like, maybe in his head, he thought of it as a one-and-done. And then it did well, and so he was, us like, carried forth. But this was, like, the first horror film of his I saw where... It's... It was, like, intended, almost, like... It's set up more for a continuation as a franchise than all of his other films have. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I mean... And, and that, too, but too in terms of, like, certain lines that are said, especially towards the end, you know, where it's, like, you wouldn't say that if you weren't setting up stuff, you know? They're kind of cliche lines, but the stuff to hit, like, hey, this might continue on, you know? Uh, So, I think so. I mean, did you, did you see it that way, that it, it's, you think it's gonna go into another friend Again, no, this is weird, though, because this is on streaming and in the theater, i don't know how much money it's made or not. I don't know if it's going to get a sequel regardless of how well it does. It, it probably could just because James Wan, like everybody knows who he is now and he's kind of has power to his name a bit. Uh but do you think this is going to uh do well enough to get one at least if it does? And what would it even you be? Think,
1: uh, well, so yeah, I, I honestly think at this point that james Wan, pretty much could get what he wants out of warner brothers from mm-hmm. the from what it seems like i i don't think they tell him no um so i don't know if it really matters how well it does but it might um and you know i mean he can just go the pandemic and they'll go okay you get another shot um but...
0: I mean, you're you're right he does i mean you know, there's controversy about Aquaman 2, right? Because Amber Heard's in it, and not a lot of people are fans of that choice of bringing her back. But in the end of the day, him and the studio decide it, and they're like, if that's what you want, we're going to keep her in, you know? Yeah. Which is a little wonky, because let Johnny go, and that creates some controversy with Warner Brothers one way or the other, you know? But, again, like you said, if he has a pull to still keep her around, considering... Uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think he gets away with a free pass on this one. Uh, and it's weird, too, because you said something that I understood too, where it's like, it gets kind of weird and different, and normally, especially because I was watching with my parents. A lot of these movies I'll watch with my parents if it's streaming, we'll watch it together, things of that sort, and uh, you know, usually when it gets kind of weird and stuff like that and a little silly, my parents would go, oh, that was kind of weird and silly. I, I don't know. It was kind of dumb. But They liked it. Even though this was kind of weird and silly, they actually still really enjoyed it and thought it was good. So, that means something, I think. Uh, Yeah, and just the way you see, like, what they're doing and how they pulled off, I'm really curious how they filmed some of that stuff. Because parts of it definitely seems more practical. So, I'm like, how did this... Like, what, what was that like? You know, like, did they use... The actual actor, or like a stump person, or how you know that's. I'm mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see behind the scenes. Maybe there's something online somewhere to talk about behind the scenes, but I'm really curious to see how they made some of this stuff. Uh, but but yeah, it was one of those movies like I didn't even know it was a thing that existed until a few months ago when I saw a trailer for it. I think. People didn't even up to its release. I felt like people didn't talk about it that much. Or like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And I don't even know if half the people realize that James Wan actually directed this one because you know his name's attached to everything now. It's hard to even keep track. Uh, and so I I don't know like afterwards if word of mouth spread more about it. But I'd say it's worth Is it the best movie I've seen of his? No, I I, I still like Saw and I think it's all that better. But you're right it's something new it's something different it's kind of refreshing in a sort of way um and it'll appeal to i think a variety of different crowds it might be split where some people like one part more than the other uh but it's, it has a little bit wider of appeal overall i think i'm really curious because i remember too he was supposed to also but i think they canceled it that aquaman spinoff with the trench or whatever i think they canceled that i don't think that's still a thing
1: did they That'd be disappointing.
0: Yeah, I know. Cause after seeing this, I was like, you know what? When I first heard of the movie, I'm like, out of all the things to make a movie about, this is like the most random thing. But again, you know, you just see it, you're like, well, if anybody, like you said, if anybody can make it work, he could. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now. I want to say it got canceled. Um, oh, there's another movie called The Trench. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah they they're not making it anymore. They canceled it. Oh well, uh, but I, it makes me curious too. How Aquaman two is gonna do. I'm really curious about that. New photos with that being posted. You see, uh, you know, uh, the uh, um, the new outfits, the new Aquaman outfits. I wonder if it's gonna be maybe a darker tone or shift. It looked like it could be. Patrick Wilson just beefing it up, like a man-cake that he is right now, and he's got like the long beard growing and stuff like that too. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes. I, I, I mean, I, what do you think about the second Aquaman? Where do you think that's going to go?
1: Um, I mean, I could definitely see it getting darker. That kind of leans into James Bond strength. Um, but it's, I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I. I think it's gonna hard gonna be hard to beat the first movie, just because that has more of a a given storyline to it. And I felt like they kind of did a good job of tying that arc up in a bow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I we come out with another one. It's gonna be more difficult because you don't have the whole like hero's journey thing, where he goes from you know not knowing where he belongs to being like the king and I'm sure they're going to like hearken back to that struggle where he's like oh well, I'm still struggling with it mm-hmm. and doing that is kind of a mistake because it's just like well that kind of I mean that doesn't undo the first movie where it's like now we're just touching back to what we already touched on in the first one Um I think that's a lot of mistakes that sequels make uh, so I, I, I feel like it's going to be worse than the original but Hopefully it's not. I really think it has some potential based off of how good the first one was which other uh, the first one was good but it wasn't anything great it was a forgettable movie but it I feel like it, it did a, a good job with Aquaman it's about as good as you can make most Aquaman movies I don't think it, it, he's a character that has potential and yeah they've done some good stories with him but he doesn't lend himself as well to being in a film as um, most other DC characters. Mm. Um, But there is some stuff there. And if anyone can do it, I guess it's, I guess James Wan is a good choice. Um, So yeah, I I have hope and I think it could be good again, but I don't expect them to beat out the Mm. first movie
0: okay yeah it's interesting with that because i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be worse or has the potential to actually be better just because the first one was still made when other things were tied together and then and aqua 2 is in this weird spot and so i guess shazam is in a way too but shazam's a little bit easier because it kind of started as its own thing Whereas Aquaman was kind of, you know, spinoff from Justice League. And since this whole universe thing's kind of get rebooted and things like that, I don't, I, I, you know, I assume the story's going to be more isolated. But I don't know if that's going to help it or hurt it. And it's just kind of weird because at least with, like, Wonder Woman, it was in the past, so you didn't have to really worry about the connectivity so much. But this is, like, the first sequel post- we're going to eventually refix stuff. And we're kind of not doing Zack Snyder's thing anymore. And even the first movie had like a reference or two to it. So I'm really curious how this one's going to go. Because this is such a weird spot. Because we don't know what's going to change in The Flash. I mean, there is going to be a third one movie. So that might be in the present too. So it's like, I don't know. We still know with this Flash movie what's going to change and what's not. I assume they're going to find a way to keep this... Aquaman and Wonder Woman around at least, but switch out some other people. I don't know. That's the thing, right? I don't know. Shazam 2 is easier because even though that's still hinted that it was connected, it was like very few little things, right? The whole story was kind of on its own, and you can make that work a little bit easier, but I i don't know. I don't know. But then again, who knows? I'm really curious how the future of DC movies is going to go because then you've got, you know, Black Adams movies finally coming and. Uh, you know, they were talking about connecting things together. Then they were talking about kind of keeping it split apart. But I, I, who knows if this Flash movie is going to either seal the deal and like, no, we're going to reconnect it again, but do it a different way. Or we're going to make sure everything stays separate. I have no idea. Uh,
1: what's I will happen? say that it. I think <clears throat> the best chance that Aquaman 2 has at being better than the first one is I think DC's more or less pretty much said, let it rip unlike anything on dc where before they might have been a little more hand-holding trying to be more like marvel and now they're kind of hands-off and james wan could probably be as crazy as he wants to be so maybe we get something uh as crazy as malignant (laughs) but i doubt it
0: i mean that's that's a fair point yeah because now especially after joker and stuff like that they're like oh you know what this weird stuff's kind of doing well Let's see what happens again. It's it's how they're gonna do with the Flash movies. How far are they gonna go with that? You know, I mean, for crying out loud, we got Michael Keane's Batman. It's that's a pretty distant thing. I never thought I'd see that. So you know, and Ben Affleck too. You got bo- two Batmans in there. So and then again, it's like Robert Pattinson's Batman's coming next year as well. You know, and we will probably get a new trailer the beginning. Well, no, it's coming like earlier next year, isn't it? Or did it get delayed again? I can't remember. It keeps getting. Close. It's
1: early next year. I believe it's March.
0: So let's say we get uh, one new trailer before that. uh, They confirmed
1: that we will get a Batman, a The Batman trailer at Fandom.
0: You're right. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. I forgot. Oh, that's coming up like uh, next month, isn't it? Oh, crap. I forgot about that. We're going to definitely talk about that for sure. That's definitely going to be one podcast episode just talking about that, I assume. Uh, And then also today, uh, as of this recording, Deadline came out and said apparently they're, because they have the Gotham spinoff uh from the Batman movie they're working on with Commissioner Gordon and all that. Apparently now too they're working on the penguin spinoff. That's supposed to be sort of an origin story. They haven't said yet whether Colin Farrell's gonna come back as a penguin or not. They haven't said, but apparently that's also in the works now. Uh as of today. Uh so they're they're trying to expand that out. Uh you know, peacemakers come in. and I so I don't know. It's such a mixed bag uh, but I'm curious to see what the future. I think the future, though, like all these movies are gonna be, exception Wonder Woman 84. All these future DC movies, I think, are overall gonna be better than they have been. uh, You know, but again, I mean, I've always been more of a DC guy at heart. That's what I grew up with, and even the Phantom itself is still split. Some still really want the Zack Snyder stuff to come back, and. Uh, the other people don't like the Zack Snyder stuff as much, and it's, it's you know, it's it's so kind of all over the place. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Aquaman 2 is going to do. I don't, I mean, even though people are mad Amber Heard's in it, I don't know financially that's going to, it's going to make a dent, but I don't know if it's going to make as big of a dent as people would want it to be, or want to do, just because The Force One didn't make like a billion dollars, way more than anybody expected to, so... It's easy to assume it could make that much again, probably, you know. Uh, for people that either are paying attention to what's going on with that or they don't care or whatever, so who the heck knows? But I I didn't mean necessarily go in that talk, but I wanted to bring up why we were talking about James Wand. And I am curious to see how James Wan is gonna do New Sidious and all that, and again he executive produces like at least half the horror movies that are out now. Uh but goes to show you too. Him, and then, uh, what's his, what's his doodle that directed Shazam that directed, uh, you know, uh, horror movies before? What the hell is his name?
1: Oh, God, he directed it, the second Annabelle? I think it was the second one.
0: Yeah, and he directed the, was it Lights Out? Which I still haven't seen that. I don't know why I haven't seen that yet. Uh,
1: they say, I always want to say his is like, Scott, but
0: that might it's not something, be right. It's something, it's, uh, oh, I'm gonna look it up. It's, uh...
1: Greenberg, it's something Greenberg.
0: Da- I I thought David Green- Greenberg. You, first off, you read my mind because I was literally gonna say I was thinking Greenberg, but no, it's David F. Sandberg. <laughs> but the Sandberg, fact that you also absolutely. thought of Greenberg besides me and I didn't say it out loud is hilarious.
1: Uh, I always forget his
0: name. <laughs> yeah, David F. Sandberg. Yeah, yeah. he's directing a second, and the first is Sam, I think is one of the better ones too. So it just it's nice to see horror directors coming into these bigger movies and they are doing well, you know, especially over at DC. So, it's going to be interesting to see. But, I want to move on. EX-13, was there anything else you watched this weekend?
1: Yeah, I watched, um... I watched Kate.
0: Oh, that's the one Mary Elizabeth Lynch said, right? The action one?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it hasn't gotten the best reviews score-wise, but it seems some people enjoy. What did you think of that? I have not seen it.
1: So I, f- I feel like this continues my um, <clears throat> my journey of watching all of these uh, Netflix action films. It seems like if Netflix isn't putting out an action film, they're putting out like a drama. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's this. There was Sweet um, Girl or something like that. Oh, yeah. The one with Karen Gillard. Oh, the one Jason and... Momoa.
0: Oh yeah, oh and yeah, then, that one. Yeah, you're right. Sweetheart, Jason Yeah.
1: The one that you're thinking of, Kara Gillian, is um, uh, is the uh, with milkshake, gun, gunpowder, milkshake.
0: Right, and then Amazon Prime, you saw Jolt, right? Which yeah. Which kind of fit? You're you're like unintentionally <laughs> becoming the like action review film guy. Of this a- apparently, and there's, <laughs> and there's a
1: lot of there's, there's a lot of overlap kind of between these movies. Of, <laughs> they're all a little generic. Um so yeah kate's not an exception to that i will say though that kate is um the best one of the netflix ones i wouldn't say it's better than jolt but it's decently close um the main thing that it, like it seems like all of these kind of take something from another action film and the main thing is there's like the whole plot kind of resolves around a similar plot for um crank but it's not really crank style like it's not like that crazy like energetic thing um which vault kind of is so it it does a good job with being different in that it doesn't just one for one try to do what crank did. Um, it's, it's kind of a combination of vault and gunpowder milkshake, and then you get this. Um, so it's, it's, it's well done. It's got, it's the action scenes are pretty good. Like it, it probably has some of the better action scenes and there's a lot of great violence in it. Um, it's decently gory. The story is all right. The story is just like, uh eh. Um, Woody Harrelson's in it, which I didn't know about until I watched it. Um, and there's also a plot twist in it, which like I could see coming a mile away, and that's been done like a million times. And I was like, oh, of course, like this, this is what's gonna happen. So that was a little, little overdone and kind of dampened the movie a little bit. Um, but it actually, compared to the other Netflix movies, it actually felt like it kind of had a soul of its own felt like someone with a creative mind actually had control over this movie for the most part so that um, definitely ramped it up in quality to me but it's still nothing like amazing or anything it's not like oh you gotta go see this it's kind of just middle of the road definitely fills that slot if you're just looking for a new movie that's action um, you can definitely get enjoyment out of this Um, and it's better than most of the other action movies on netflix so i would recommend watching it if you're in that that boat mm, okay and then and the, the lead actress is pretty good um
0: mary elizabeth winstead right
1: yeah she's um
0: oh she's great i like her as an actress
1: she did a lot better than karen gillian did at playing like the the like uh Hardcore, because every it seems like every character, and I think they changed up with nobody a little bit, but I didn't see nobody. But it seems like every character in these films is like you know the badass, like doesn't mm-hmm. like doesn't care, like programmed to kill. Um, she does a better job with that role than Karen Gillian did.
0: Okay, I no, it doesn't surprise me just because in the past, um, movies she's been in, she's been kind of more of like a kick-ass character, whether it's like. Birds of Prey she was Huntress or like even Scott Pilgrim to the extent of sorts.
1: Yeah, I really liked her as Huntress.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and then uh, Cloverfield Lane, which is probably the best of all the Cloverfield movies, so at least that's my opinion. Um yeah, I always I liked agree. her as an actress and uh I'm glad that she's done well in that uh in that role. So I mean I I was thinking of watching it. I I, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll check out, maybe I'll look into it uh and by the way too uh you need to see nobody though nobody i think it's okay you'll probably you would probably like nobody more than all the other ones probably you probably think it would be better than all the other ones i thought it was pretty good uh so i don't know when that comes to streaming or whatnot but more people should see nobody um it's it's pretty it's pretty sweet, especially Christopher Lloyd's in it too, and it's a pretty cool scene that when well, he does in the movie. So I recommend that. Let me know if you ever if it ever comes out on streaming, uh let me know. I actually might watch it again when it whenever it comes on stream. I don't know what service it's gonna be on, but uh it's it's worth watch. Uh Did you see anything else besides K or was that all that you saw?
1: That was all that I saw.
0: Okay. I only saw one more movie as well. This was on Amazon Prime uh, which is the opposite. You mentioned drama. I actually watched this one. As a drama. It's called The Courier. And it's got Benedict Cumberbatch. And, uh... What's her, do- what's her name? Uh, the girl from Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, she's been doing a lot of Amazon Prime movies and stuff when she wasn't doing that show. Uh... But it's like, it's based on a true story about a guy that would carry over documents uh, during. Right before the Cold War started, essentially. And it's about him, and he makes friends with this guy that's like a Russian. Uh, works in like the Russian government or something. And he's like a sort of uh, decides to betray his country. And so he meets up with like MI6 and. MI6, like, takes being at Cumberbatch, who's, like, a normal business person, and decides, like, oh, you're gonna go meet up this guy, and things like that, and then, uh, they kind of meet up with him to have a connection, and then they're like, oh, we like you, we want you to, like, really invest into it, and become a courier now, and all this stuff, and, it's just about him and that life and kind of what happens uh, afterwards. I would say it's it's a, for a decent drama. It's worth a watch. Benedict Cumberbatch is pretty good in it. Uh, and sometimes because that's like the thing he does. Like <laughs> mostly now. Like he used to. He always saw him as like Sherlock. Then he became Doctor Strange, and now he's. I feel like his career is he's either doctor strange or he's playing a real life person in a drama like a biographical drama. That's like the two kinds of movies he does right now. And a biographical drama ones, it's it's like 75% of them are good and then he does one or two here or there they are like not so good. Uh but I think this is one of the better ones. Um I think it's kind of been hidden under radar. Technically came out 2020, so I don't know if it was a limited release in the theater or not. Uh, I'm sure quarantine kind of messed that up, but I'd say it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's also got that girl, the one we were talking about, I'm thinking of ending things, the the weird one where oh, yeah, yeah. she plays his wife in it. She's not in it all that much, and it's it's more of, it's like the first movie I've seen her in, after seeing that in Beast, where it's like not a kind of weird, strange movie, just seeing her play just like a normal wife uh, character that's like just in a movie that's not like crazy or insane. Uh, was, it's kind of interesting to see her in that, uh, so I gonna check it out, you know, it's, uh, it kind of picks up a little bit towards the end, and, yeah, yeah, I'd say give it a watch, give it a watch, uh, and that's the only other one I saw, now, you know, I want to talk Marvel, but here's the thing, so, I haven't seen the What If episode from last week yet, I'm gonna end up probably seeing the last week one, uh, uh, and this, blame my parents. It's my parents' fault because they were having issues because apparently they, they still don't know how technology works even though they work around technology sometimes. So I think we figured out what the problem is. So I'm going to watch last week's episode and this week's episode. Probably we're going to watch them back-to-back on Wednesday. Uh, so, okay. so I blame them for that. So you'll have to forgive me. Next week we'll talk about both real fast. But what I did see... Uh, as of today, as of this recording, uh, they released a trailer for Hawkeye. The Hawkeye TV series trailer as released is coming out, uh, basically Thanksgiving. It's got uh, a little bit of the holiday season with the music playing. We get some Hawkeye, some Kate Bishop, some action, some comedy. Ex X-13, what do you think of the Hawkeye trailer?
1: I, I you know, I'm not a big fan of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. but I do like the way Kate Bishop is turning out. Like, she, I really like her depiction in the teaser. I think she's definitely going to be like the heart and the soul of this series. And um, I really think if they, if they do that and they focus on her more than they focus on uh, actual Hawkeye, I think it'd be better than if they focused on Hawkeye. I don't know what it is about Hawkeye, but I just do not care for him. Like at all, um, mm. I'm kind of lukewarm on the like comic version, and even less so on the Jeremy Renner version. Um, I, I don't know. I just he's just always just been this character that's just been there, and he doesn't seem that interesting. They kind of you know made him kind of cool with Ronan, but it, it just it wasn't. It just didn't. It didn't pull any. It it didn't really change my mind a whole lot. That and maybe this series can change my mind on him, but I don't know. I, I I'm more looking forward to seeing how Kate Bishop turns out than than him. Um, and I really think that's what, where this has the potential. And uh, the trailer looked good. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as um, Christmassy as it seems to be. I it seems like the whole series. Well, the whole season is going to be focused around Christmas time. Uh, and it's, it seems like the setup is like this is um, Hawkeye's first Christmas with his kids since the blip. Uh, so that's interesting. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it has potential. I don't think it's going to be the best of the D- Disney Plus. Movies or te- television shows, but I do think it has potential to be better than others, so we'll see. Uh,
0: yeah, it's it's hard to tell if this is gonna be better or worse than like, say, Captain America or something, right? Because that's the closest comparison. Because that's this is also, I believe, six one-hour episodes, and that's the only other show we've had so far that's kind of like that. Uh, yeah, and I. <laughs> Well, I think the whole point of the show, too, is of a passing of the torch. So I feel like this is going to be sort of a last hurrah for Hawkeye. And then Hawkeye is either going to kind of leave for a while or take a far step back. Uh, I know that some of the story and even some of the shots of the trailer are taken from, like, the Matt Fraction the Hawkeye series, which is where kind of Kate Bishop shows up and amongst comic people i guess is like one of the favorite hawkeye runs that have existed uh there's like little things where people notice that you know it looks like he's got hearing aids here in his ear which like in the comics apparently he starts to go deaf which would be interesting for the character uh a lot of people noticed that like Everybody was like, where's Linda Cardellini? Where's the wife at? Because he's so about family. You're so used to seeing her, too, with the family. And then she's not there. But it seems like he was maybe talking to her on the phone. So I don't know if she's going to, like, cameo in an episode or on FaceTime or whatever. But it seemed that they're like, ah, we don't need you for this. We don't feel like paying you for this show. We're just going (laughs) to keep you to the side.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And then Haley Seinfeld. that was... I know, like, a fan-favorite Dreamcasting, and people were excited when she got the part, and, yeah, she kind of fits the character pretty well. It's about as good of a choice as you can get. Uh, we also know Black Widow's sisters also gonna show up at some point, too, in this episode, and and people are all into that, seeing those two characters together. Everybody, the whole internet's gonna freak out about that. They're dying to see that. Um, and then it seems, though, to... Uh, cause like also in the comics, like it seems like the villains are going to be the tracksuit mafia, which are for, Hmm. I don't know, I don't know like how long these characters have been around, but for those who don't know, it's actual mafia group in New York and they actually wear tracksuits as silly as it sounds. But like, you can even see when they blow up the van, it has like something, something bro written on it to like heavily hint at that. So I don't know if I assume that's going to be like the main villain group. In terms of, like, I don't know who's going to be in charge of it. There's other rumors, too, that since it's in New York, other characters might show up. Anything from a She-Hawk to a Kingpin to a Daredevil, because, like, Echo apparently is also going to be in it, people are like, it's kind of weird that Echo's in it, and there's no Daredevil because they're kind of closely attached. So there's a lot of rumors of other characters might show up. So who the heck knows? But I feel like, as far as, like, potential hype of the show it might have more hype than other ones in terms of like seeing other people and cameos and things like that uh it is interesting that they are the, kind of it back the ronin character like through her showing up as ronin so i'm glad they're addressing that maybe they'll do a thing where she takes like the main mantle and maybe he something happens where he does just become ronin again to make him somewhat more interesting too uh so we'll we'll see. I'm curious to see it though. See how Christmas heavy it is. I, I like the fact that they have that musical uh in there too. You see all the Avengers dancing around like Loki with a top hat and even Thanos is in there somewhere. Uh just the absurdity of that. I, I lo- the trailer's more comedic than I expected to be, but I'm not sure if that means necessarily the show is gonna be that full comedic, but who the heck knows? <laughs>
1: Uh, I do it, think it will be lighthearted. I really think Kate Bishop's gonna be a pretty lighthearted character for the most part.
0: Mm. I'm gonna be curious to see, uh, yeah, how, how it ends. That's gonna be the interesting part. It's the last Marvel show of the year. We were supposed to also get Miss Marvel this year, but I got pushed back. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be an interesting. Thing it last, it's gonna be the last.
1: I think this be... is gonna be like the first series. That's going to, maybe, the first series is going to overlap Star Wars, so we'll, like a live-action So we'll have two major live-action series going out of Disney Plus at the same time.
0: Yeah, right, because there's the Book of Boba Fett, and when is that? November, October? Could that be it? I think
1: it's like early November, maybe late October, something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I'm trying to remember what's in October, because right now they have What If. And then I can't remember if they have a new Star Wars show besides that between, because they had the animate one that finished. Oh, there's the Star Wars. Uh, the next one is the what? What's the They animated one where all the different yeah
1: legends so. something like that. Yeah, so that's Hammer coming.
0: Yeah, that's coming after What If. So, but that's I don't think I, I think that's only like six episodes or something. I don't think it's super long. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But that's good. So right now for the Marvel schedule, for those keeping track. October Marvel related. I mean, I mean, after What If is done, it's kind of quiet. November we got Eternals at the beginning, and then we got Hawkeye. December Spider Man, and then I guess Venom. Venom October. I guess we could count that.
1: Sure.
0: What? Well, it's connected, not connected. Who the heck knows? So we got that as well. Beginning of October. So I guess uh, I guess you count that. I guess Venom's next, but I'm not. You know. My expectations are be on the lower end for that. Uh, Oh, yeah. They should be. (laughs) So I'll be curious to see. Uh, Yeah, and then next week. What do we got next week? What's coming out next week to talk about? Do you know what's coming out next week? uh...
1: Not much. I'm pretty sure September is pretty dead. But, Uh, like I said, they always surprise me with on-demand stuff. Yeah, I'm
0: sure. Yeah, I'm checking to see. I'm not sure on demand. As far as the theaters go, I know, uh... Is it this week or next week? The Clint Eastwood one is coming. Uh, which I'm... Mm,
1: I think it for. might be next week.
0: It could be. Uh, oh, I know this week, too, is that Ghost in the... I the... I keep forgetting before I forget the Ghost in the Shell, uh... Oh, yeah. release of 4K. I gotta figure out if I'm gonna go see that or not in the theater. Um, see if there's anything else... Oh, the cop shop. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? That's the one with, uh... It's Frank Grillo, Gerard Butler's in it, and, like, everybody's trying to kill Frank Grillo, and Gerard Butler, he's, like, an assassin, and he gets locked up in a prison cell with him, and he's trying to kill them, and then something happens where they're trying to escape from the prison, and then there's a cop, and then there's, like, another crazy assassin's trying to kill him, too. Uh... I'm curious, so that, that could be one of those movies that could be surprisingly, like, a decent movie. But I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see what the reviews for that are. Because if that's decent, then I'll see it. There's also Blue Bayou, which is, uh... it was the one that's directed by Justin Chun? And he started it and directed it, and I think wrote for himself. Alicia Vikander and his wife is about, like, him being deported and things like that sort. It was in a Cannes film festival, but... The reviews for it aren't that great, so I was going to go see it, but know, I'm not sure about now. And... Tomorrow,
1: straight out of nowhere, Scooby-Doo meets Kurtz, the Cowardly Dog. I might oh, watch that's...
0: that. Oh, yo, I'm going to watch Is that going to be on HBO Max?
1: Probably not. That's probably You're probably going to have to buy that.
0: Well, eventually come to HBO Max, but I do want to see it. It's not going to be in the theaters, unfortunately, but I do want to see that. Yeah, so that's, I think, a good reminder of that, too, so... But yeah, as far as other streaming stuff, I don't remember off the top of my head what's coming out, but I'm sure we'll have interesting stuff uh, coming. I know there's a few that have been out that I haven't seen yet, like uh, Annette. Uh, there's the John Cena one you talked about, there's a couple more on Hulu, so there's, there's some to watch. It's just, as far as huge movies go, it's gonna be a little bit quiet this week, y'all. But... Again, like I said, if I go side to go see Ghost and Shell thing, uh, I'll let you know uh, how that goes. And in the meantime, y'all, thanks for listening to this episode. Again, you can watch Kate on Netflix. The Courier is on Amazon Prime. If you're watching What If with us, that's on Disney+. Plus. We'll talk about the new episode of that for sure. Next week, and hopefully, well, hopefully both, so I can be fully called up. But I'm not going to – if my parents still, for some reason, can't figure out, I'm going to watch both because I, I, I got to catch up on this stuff. Uh, and until next time, guys, enjoy your movies at home or in the theater, have fun, and uh, see you on the next one.